0: God, when we're talking about L.A., it's not about the Lakers, which we do have something to talk about the Lakers later on the show. Uh, It's good stuff, though. Um, Paul George, who was having himself a big-time redemption arc story, playing really well, actually a likable person uh, so far this year, was awkwardly hitting the knee in a game on Wednesday and now most likely out for the year. That is rough. He left the arena in crutches. He left the arena on a cart. Shams immediately noted that the franchises had very big concerns that the injury was, quote-unquote, serious. If you watch the video of him and in getting injured, don't. According to the Woj bomb, this is the bomb. This is the sound of the Woj bomb. PG got imaging on his knee. It revealed that he just has a right knee sprain. He will be evaluated in two to three weeks. That is a relief. That is a big-time relief because it torn something or other Meniscus, ACL, MCL, PCL put would have been a really bad situation. But it still is not a good scenario because that puts PG perilously close to missing the first round of the playoffs, considering that evaluation, if everything goes perfect, requires a week of ramp-up just to start playing again, probably then on a minutes restriction. I'm not saying it's done for good, but the timing on the injury could not have been worse. Clippers... Currently just trying to stay out of the play in tournament. That's it. They're currently in fifth place, but they're two games out of tenth place. So losing Paul George will say is not really great. That's how tight the West is. Kawhi is already on load management on back to back games. You might have multiple games now with no PG and no Kawhi and just Bones Island. Worst worst case scenario for a team that I thought could be a sleeper in the West. PG, like I said, having himself a little bit of a redemption year, playing really well on the court, averaging 24, 6, and 5, almost 40% from three, and started a podcast. That's Usually you become less likable when you start a podcast. PG actually did the opposite. He leaned into the whole like p- pandemic P thing. He started the podcast called Podcast P. And he's actually been really insightful on there. He had this one clip earlier this week where he talked about how everyone was leaving him open when he first started playing for uh, the Indiana Pacers. And he would just shoot and his teammates would get so mad at him because he was like, but I'm open though. And he said, you know, it really sunk in when Danny Granger told me, but why do you think they're leaving you wide open? And I thought that was just such a... Such a really likable, endearing story. And he talks about how he went from being one of the worst shooters in the league to being one of the best two-way wings in the league. And, yeah, I've kind of come around. Fun fact, my very first episode of what was first called This League was starting out talking about how much I hated Paul George. How much of a bitch I thought Paul George was. I take it all back, Paul George. I like you now. So the clip's... Clips were, were already 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games, and now they face the Thunder again, who they just lost to uh, when he went down. The Grizzlies twice with Jaw. The Suns, probably not with Kevin Durant, but still. The Bulls, who are playing really good basketball with Patrick Beverly, and the Pelicans twice, which I don't even know what you're going to get from that because maybe Zion's back. I'm hearing some whispers. Who knows? Then the Lakers. That's a scenario potentially where they might not even make the play-in game if you're talking about worst-case scenarios. Have have the Lakers had the most fluky, weird, bad luck that we've seen in terms of injuries since Kawhi got to this place? Ever since Kawhi's got there, things have been weird. I hope the Clippers last long enough for Paul George to play again because I think this team could be really great. They're really deep, but only if he's on the floor. Bomber, The, the... owner who I don't think likes me very much because he moved away from me when we sat next to each other watching Summer League. He thought he was slick, he wasn't slick, but he moved away from me. I think he's going to need to use some sort of like some sort of like voodoo magic or tarot card reader or spend the money on whatever it's going to do to get the juju bad juju out of that building and get that franchise uncursed because it's just been one thing after another with this team and it doesn't make no sense. Moving on, another thing that doesn't make sense was this bizarre situation that happened in last night's Warriors-Mavericks game. So I missed it live, and then I saw the hubbub on Twitter, and then I had to do some digging. This might lead to being one of only three successful team protests now in league history. What is a team protest, you might ask? No, It's not what you think it is. It's where the NBA steps in and finds a call so egregious that it makes the teams replay the game from the point of the egregious thing that happened. So this happened twice since 1982. The last time in 2008, Shaq was wrongly called for a sixth foul in the final two minutes of a game when he only had five. The game was replayed from the point of the foul on four months later. After the game was originally scheduled. Weird. So what happened in this game? Well, it depends on who you talk to. The Mavericks are very certain that they were fucked over. Very certain. The Mavericks lost the game by just two points, which really felt like more. The end of the game was, I think, five or six points. That was the the deficit. But they are currently in free fall, right? We know that. They are sitting tied for 10th. They're a half game from being out of the play-in altogether, which would be an absolute disaster considering that they went all in for Kyrie Irving and it has not worked. But the winning margin came in part because of this very strange call. So here's what happened. Five Warriors standing underneath their own basket. And Looney gets the inbounds pass, uncontested dunk. Where was the Mavericks defense on this play? Why were they not involved? Why were they seemingly on the other side of the court doing nothing? Well, because Dallas thought that they had the ball. Dallas didn't know why the Warriors were being given the ball, but the ref allegedly signaled that the ball belonged to Dallas before, I guess, correcting the call during a timeout that was also called by Dallas. The Mavs are adamant that no one told them that there was any change. You look at the spacing on the floor, even one of the officials, Michael Smith, was on the offensive end, which Jason Kidd says is evidence that there was mass confusion, not just among players, but even other officials. So now the Warriors get two free points, and that was the winning margin of a tight game. Mark Cuban, as you might imagine, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, Shark Tank, enthusiast, was pissed. He took to Twitter, went, put his Twitter fingers to work, and said this. For those wondering about the play with one minute and 54 seconds to go in the third, let me explain what happened. The ref called Mavs ball. The announcer announced it. Then there was a timeout. During the timeout, the official changed the call and never told us. Then, when they saw us line up as if it were our ball, he just gave the ball to the Warriors. Never said a word to us. They get an easy basket. Crazy that it would matter in a two-point game. Worst officiating non-call mistake possibly in the history of the NBA. All they had to do was tell us, and they didn't. Have you ever read something and said to yourself, like, this is a tweet that would be written by Donald Trump. Like, that is one of these situations where it's like worst officiating non-call mistake possibly in the history of the NBA. These superlatives, they just don't stop. So you have two refs that were on that side of the court, and we had two guys at half court going to inbound. The other ref obviously thought it was our ball as well. The NBA... Believes no mistake was made. Shocker that the refs think that they've done nothing wrong. When asked after the game about the call, officiating crew chief Sean Wright said, initially on the floor, the original signal was in fact Golden State ball. This can be seen on video. They are bringing receipts. The second, there is a second signal, but that is a signal for the mandatory timeout that was due to the Mavs. So we said, yes, we pointed to the mask, but that was just because they fucking called the timeout. What are these guys, idiots? Were they rubes? Do they not know? So that's basically what they say. I don't understand what's going on. It feels like a mass chaos confusion. I don't think the protest is going to be upheld, but I tell you what, I think the PA announcer is to blame because he's the one who announced it was Maverick's ball, and the officiating crew declares that was never the case. But I would say this, if you hear the announcer say, Mavericks ball, you should probably go over there and say, no, it's not. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, no, it's not, Warriors ball. Um, If the game has to be replayed from the point of the mistake, you will wipe out all the scoring that happened after, and potentially that will alter both teams' futures and fortunes uh, going forward into the playoffs. And you can see from how contentious this gets where you have the owner writing a full memo on Twitter that the Mavericks are so desperate right now because they are in free fall. One little mistake can send you from 6th place to 10th place and potentially out of the play-in tournament altogether, right? They are 7-11 right now since the Kyrie trade. Luca's banged up, and Kyrie's injured too. He's missing games. The team has zero bench. There's no chemistry between Kyrie and Luca. They're in serious danger of a, of a full collapse, a full rebuild. Luca asking out, you know Mark Cuban knows how close they are to Luca saying, get me the hell out of here. That he is clinging to every single thing he can to keep them in some sort of contention just to get into the playoff and let Luca cook. Fortunately for the Mavs, the last few games of the season are pretty easy. They have the Hornets twice, the Pacers, the Bulls, who are, by, by the way, playing pretty well with Pat Beverly, Hawks and Spurs. Pretty winnable games if Luca plays. But they do have the Heat, the Sixers, and the Kings all on the schedule as well. Another thing I think that this game showed me is that this is the third straight Warrior game that they've won now on the road, and I think the Warriors, the the Warrior, the Warriors could be back. They could be back. Don't sell your Warriors tickets yet. This West is a disaster. Who is going to take the West? My guess is as good as yours, but I tell you one thing: the Dubs have championship pedigree in their blood, and they know that these. These other teams are weak links. They know that these teams haven't done it like they've done it. I went on the Light Years podcast last night after the game. By the way, Kaminga was incredible. 22 points, three, uh, two threes, two steals. Just a gritty win. Probably his best game in his career. So I hop on the Warriors podcast called the Light Years podcast, and we talked about it. Here's what we said. You look at the denver defensive efficiency and rating over the last like since the all-star break and i think they're 26 they're giving up a ton of offensive rebounds uh what does that mean for guys like kavon looney like what does that mean like so that matchup favors the warriors in in my opinion it does still you look at the grizzlies if the grizzlies are a two seed and you're a seven seed and you say to yourself okay well we've seen this game like we know what it's like to have three three point shooter assassins on the team against a half court offense that has no shooters. They have Desmond Bain, and that's it, right? They've, that's Dylan Brooks they that's why he's gonna get some shots up. He's gonna get some shots. Oh, he's gonna get some shots up. So, Jaws not a three point shooter. Uh, Dylan Brooks is not a three point shooter. Jaron Jackson's very mid from three, and it gets extremely physical. You kind of have to give the edge and the history against the Warriors there and then the Kings as much as you know I've been a Kings backer pretty much all season you say to yourself okay are we are we going to make this just like an up-tempo offensive game like are the if you trust one team in a fourth quarter to get stops which out of those two teams do you trust to get stops I trust the Warriors to get stops especially if you can get some version of Andrew Williams back so one two three seeds I still say Vegas makes the Warriors a favorite so if it's a wide open West and there's a team that's been going to finals and finals and finals, you think to yourself, well, I don't know. I don't know. And, and that's honestly like nothing about this team inspires hope other than the fact that everyone else inspires zero amount of hope. And I'm like, well, they really just need to get to like two thirds of who they are and they might just run the table. Because they're all mediocre. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's pretty much it. Everyone stinks. The Warriors have been doing this since some of these kids were in diapers. And that's really it. This is probably Bob Myers last year. They're most likely going to change the roster around. Do I think that they beat the Kings in a seven-game series? I don't know. But I tell you what, they made some good points on that pod about if you get one game and Golden 1, especially if you get game 1 and those, those Kings fans are already worried about the shoe dropping at any moment and them reverting back to Kings' behavior, you can steal their soul. You can steal their soul in 48. And at that point, anything's possible. The West is so chaotic, I think that they, it's also possible the Mavs could drop five straight and drop out of the playing tournament. So that's why Cuban is so adamant about protesting this game and it, it, it underscores how important every game is when a single playoff loss for Dallas because of a referee error could put them out of the playoffs all together. Fun stuff in the West. What a game. What a game.